Welcome to the Move Without Limits podcast, brought to you by Reload Physical Therapy and Fitness. This is where we think different to move different. Yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today we have Sam Chacha with us. We're so happy to have you because we're really on the same side of a very important battle in healthcare. We fight the same fight when it comes to the importance of strength training and have a lot in common, but we're really looking forward to hearing your perspective. Sam is a talented kettlebell specialist and strength coach. You've probably seen her amazing kettlebell skill demo videos featured on Instagram, but she's also a physician assistant. Sam has worked in the ER for nine years. Mm Mm-hmm. And all of the pandemic. And now Sam is on to new projects that we're going to talk about today. We're really excited to have you and get to know more about the why behind all the great things you do for the training community. So Sam, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here and so happy for you guys to catch me before I uh, bounce out of here. (laughs) So let's go into this first. Mm -hmm. Your last name. Yes. It's not sciatica. (laughs) It's not Sam... We literally had to sit here sriracha. before and like, let's go over all the ways to say her last name. Sriracha. sriracha. I've gotten sriracha. It's so interesting. What's your favorite one that you've gotten so far? Um, I would say sriracha. And that was like a BA in the ER that would overhead page me, Sam Sriracha. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you say this again one more time. Yeah. But growing up, I thought my last name was pronounced Siasi. And that's how I still kind of refer to because I'm used to that for like 30 years. And then I went to Italy and they saw my name tag and without even hearing the pronunciation, they're like, oh, cha-cha, and you're from the South. And I was like, wait, what? You know more about me and my life than I do. So since then, I realized that the correct uh, pronunciation is cha-cha. So I'm trying to kind of change that into being a little bit more, you know, on the Italian side. So, yeah. That's cute. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know any cha-chas. No, as <laughs> well. And I like to dance cha-cha too. So, you know, yeah, kind of plays fine. into it. Fine. Okay, so you are in a major life transition right now. Oh, yeah. Yes. Tell us a bit about that. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely insane. I'm still processing it. The decision was made about a month ago. But ultimately, I was at a crossroad in my life where... I really was asking myself, am I truly happy? Am I truly living out the life I want to and dreamt of? And if I were to be honest with myself, the answer was no. And it was confirmed reading back on a journal entry from 2018. And I literally wrote out my vision was to travel and to educate. And I lost sight of that, or I just knew there was a few steps I needed to happen to get into place for me to be able to do this in a more long-term way. I've been working in the emergency room for nine years and honestly after COVID I was like I need a break from this a lot of us in healthcare have been burnt out I've been building this business of training on the side this whole time and it was really time to make that transition and go from part-time business to full-time and cut the ER so how things all laid out pretty much I was like you know what it's time to do it I just launched a kettlebell foundations course and that did very, very well and is allowing me to be able to work remote and be financially responsible as I go and travel. So I was like, you know what, let's just do it. Why do I need to be here in New York? I can literally work remote anywhere. And in that time, I'm also planning to do workshops. So it was just perfect. So everywhere I travel, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm here. I'm offering these workshops. This is my course. And let's really just put my foot in and build this business. So super scary, but I'm super excited because I always had a global mindset for my brand and for me, so now I'm just living it out. Yeah, that's awesome. 
so cool. Yeah, guys, look her up on Instagram if you if you haven't already. And props to you for working in the ER and then also making all these videos. I've played with making the demo videos too. They are time consuming and you do a yeah. really beautiful job. Thank you. It's a lot of work. And I will say even while I'm working in the ER, I'm like sideline working on videos <laughs> right. like in between patients and whatnot. But what it is, is I love doing it. I'm very passionate about what I do and I want to be able to translate what I see in my brain to a video form. Yeah. And that's just me being able to relay what I see and how I teach and how I coach in that aspect and showing the little arrows and the text of like what I'm thinking during this phase of this movement. I want everyone to see that because I think it's very valuable for people to see that level of detail just to be a better mover, a better coach. And so it's it's fun, but it's a lot of work. I got an iPad, which is a bigger screen, and it's so much because for the past three years, I was doing everything on my little iPad iPhone mm -hmm. and I got this iPad and it's so helpful yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah that you do a really beautiful job Thank I you. also want to backtrack what made you go into healthcare in the first place at that time I wanted to help people and that sounds really cliche and I thought that it I, th I thought that the ultimate expression of helping people was healthcare mm -hmm. until I got into the fitness industry so at the end of the day, after nine years working in healthcare, nine years working in a hospital, you realize it's a business. It's a corporate business. And there's just something to say about that, you know. I realized as I was pretty much building my career as a PA as well as a trainer at the same time, I had a lot more autonomy as a trainer to change lives for the long term, you know. Emergency room, it's great for, you know, you cut your finger, you cut your, you know, all that stuff that you need a quick fix, or if you're having an acute heart attack and stroke, obviously we need those. But most of the visits are chronic diseases. Number one, or I think it's the number three complaint, or the most common, let's just say, is low back pain. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the everything, the pathology behind the back pain, it's a lot of stuff that can be preventable. You know, diabetes, coronary artery, artery disease, all of that stuff can be preventable. But what I saw in the ER is that no one wanted to truly help themselves. They want that magical pill fix. And some doctors gave into that. And they're just like, here, and they know it's not helping them, but it's just to get them out of their hair. And morally, that doesn't seem right to me, you know, and I never did that as a provider. I actually sat there and said, hey, you don't need to go to orthopedic surgeon. You don't need to be cut. You need to go to physical therapy mm -hmm. instead. And I became known as that person that was like pushing people to physical therapy all the time because like you haven't tried that. And even now to this day, I literally had a patient the other week who she was 60 years old history of chronic back pain, came, came in for acute on chronic back pain, had surgery before, and she's scheduled for surgery at the end of the month. And she goes, she literally says to me, I really think this is a muscular issue. I was like, oh, have you tried physical therapy? And she was like, no. I was like, but you're going to go under the knife when the first surgery didn't work for you and you're going under the knife again. Mm -hmm. And she basically told me that insurance covered surgery and didn't cover physical therapy. Mm -hmm. And I like literally like almost lost it. Obviously not, it's not her fault, but I'm just like, this is why I cannot stand healthcare in this aspect, in yeah. this way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she can't help it, you know, no. she literally can't help it. Uh, so just circling back, I mean, ultimately, I see that and I'm in it. And I want to be a bigger mover in this industry as a coach and a trainer, taking my clinical skills and knowledge and experience and applying it to training and truly for the long term, helping people more. And this is how I'm doing it. 
Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it comes down to access, right? So mm-hmm. if it's not going to be money, like in this case for her, it's cheaper. It's just having the community and just people that are there with you. Mm-hmm. So if it's if we're not going to be able to create big money, monetary changes, at least we can just be the prime movers and literally get people moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and education. Yeah. It's so important to educate people that are not in. I know I take it for granted is I have schooling, educate, blah, blah, blah. But people don't truly understand how this, what we do, helps them out for the long term. They don't understand that. They think it's just a workout, it's just a sweat, and it's just like, no, if you're with with the right trainer, the right person, the right clinician, it's a lifestyle change, you know? And you're gonna get out of pain, most likely just by moving, right? right? You don't need those pills, you don't need that. But it's like, give it a chance. Give it a chance at least. Give us a chance to show you that. Because I believe in it. I am literally changing my career because I believe in it that much. Yeah. (laughs) So now what's that going to look like for you? Yeah. So right now I have an online course. It's a 12-week kettlebell foundations course. And basically it's really a course of movement quality and just teaching people and trainers how to move and how to have that eye to look at people and how to be able to more or less diagnose or take a look at what could be causing this type of pain, what could be causing this type of issue, or what's inhibiting them from progressing in their training career or their workout, let's say. And essentially, I run it through 12 weeks, get trainers, and also there's non-trainers there, which is great. I love, like, I have the moms, people that just want to learn, right? So I'm just educating people on how to move better and move well and just kind of leveling up this industry for trainers because I'm sure we've all seen at the gyms where trainers are just letting their clients do whatever, and it's just like you're really wasting their time. Let me teach you how to make this a most efficient hour out of their day. So I'm going to be running that as I travel, and then essentially everywhere I go, I'm hoping to build just connections and network and just being able to talk with people and educate. And if an opportunity arises where I can run a workshop, I'm definitely open to it. I'm already having some set up. As soon as the word came out, I was leaving and whatnot. People mm-hmm. like reaching out, come to my gym. So yeah. I'm talking to a gym in Chicago, in LA, in Philly for now. And um, ultimately, maybe I'll develop a certification. So I'm thinking about how I want to do that, how I want to look at that, if it's going to be for trainers or just for people to just have a a higher level of standard for their training. But ultimately in the next few years, that's what I'm thinking about is creating a certification. And my dream would be just to like pop in, have coaches under me that are running the certification, pop in, hey, this is great, blah, 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 and just proctoring and watching. So that's kind of, you know, Kind of the long-term plan for now, so we'll see. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Especially with the kettlebell, mm-hmm. we all love it so much, right? But it's it's something, it's in every gym. You could pick it up. You could swing it any way you want. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it is such a powerful tool. So mm-hmm. once you learn how to use it right, mm-hmm. you can make it makes such a big at, impact to so many dimensions of health, mm-hmm. really, which is like the one tool. Oh, but absolutely. why did you pick up? Because you're mm-hmm. one of the first people I remember following like back when and being like, oh, like you can use a kettlebell like this. Mm-hmm. And you opened my eyes to it. Mm-hmm finding you on Instagram Mm -hmm. and what made you choose the kettlebell and love the kettlebell yeah so it's a very non it's a very like non-traditional story in that I was working at a gym I was doing boutique fitness at the time and we were teaching some kettlebells and like basic stuff so anyone you know it was kind of like not as harmful at that time Mm -hmm. but my um, boss at the time was like you're really good at this you should like do something with it and I was like okay 
<laughs> I like didn't because I was still figuring. I was in my early twenties. I was still figuring out what I like, what I want to get into. So I did some research and took a kettlebell certification, and I took strong first, and that like changed my whole perspective on kettlebells. Just they essentially twisted strength training to kettlebells, and I really learned about strength training. And I was like, oh wow, I'm really good at this. And being able to apply it to the high skill set of a bell, I mean, that's just like right down my alley. I'm a very like detailed person, so if you want to teach me the details of making this movement more efficient so I can get stronger, oh, I'm in. I'm sold. So essentially from there, I took the cert and I loved it. The the next two years, I just spent reading the manual over and practicing my own skills and drills. And just like, because I was like, you know what? If I want to teach this to my potential clients one day as a trainer, I need to know this stuff inside and out. And my way of doing that was just studying, practicing, talking to people, and doing my own thing for a little bit before I just started, you know, practicing on clients and everything. So yeah, I spent two years, and I just got more into detail. And the people that I met, they were like talking things through. So a lot of our lunch conversations or hangouts were like, "What do you think about the arc of this bell?" You know, like, "Do you think this could be a little bit closer?" Stuff like that. I know I'm a nerd, but um, ultimately that has trained my eye, trained my level of detail, and trained you know my skills to where I'm at. So I can look at pretty much anyone and be able to pick out five, six things that would be like, oh, hey, like you should work on this because this will probably make you stronger or this will probably make you more powerful and this is the purpose of the movement, the why behind it, so mm-hmm. why not adjust this so you can get more out of this exercise, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So it kind of was like by fate, not like a passion, but it turned into a passion. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the kettlebell has changed our, all of our lives. That's mm-hmm. where I met Gary at a Strong First Cert. You know, this oh, whole community. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, there was one Strong First Cert that it was like so many of us were there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then now all the RKC certs, we all keep on mm-hmm. meeting up together. So it's been really amazing, all the, all the work with the bells. Yeah, absolutely. So you have your kettlebell foundations course. You're mm-hmm. going to have workshops going around. So mm-hmm. that's the two main ways that people can work with you now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have, um, I'm opening up slots. I haven't set it out yet, but I'm opening up slots for some um, online clients if they want. And it'll be like personalized programming if they have specific goals they want to he- get. Because, you know, in the course or even in workshops, it's kind of like more general teaching concepts. But I also want to have and always had an open door for people that want say, hey, I have these goals. Keep me on track. Help me get to these goals, whether mm-hmm. if it's you know, training for a certification, I've definitely done that before, and, or just strength goals, you know, I, I like to say I'm a strength coach, that's my niche, you know, I want to get you as strong as you can, as strong as you want, and I can definitely do that for you, so I'll be opening that up soon, or now, but I just haven't, like, announced it officially, so here's the first step. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. That'll be fun. Mm -hmm. And then there's so many different kinds of learners, so you'll be Mm -hmm. able to get the people that, want to learn from the Instagram posts that you do versus the course versus specialized attention. What should we Exactly. Create? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so we have a question that we're, we're going to be asking everybody. Mm-hmm. And it is what advice you'd give to a younger version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So it could be any version of you. You could be mm-hmm. five years old. You can be mm-hmm. last week. Mm-hmm. Any younger version of yourself, describe what age, like what point in time for you that was, mm-hmm. and what advice would you give? Mm-hmm. I like the age, the age thing, so I was thinking of like early 20s. So what I would say is probably teenage me. I would tell myself, 
figure out who you are, know what you want, and don't let anything derail you. Because there's different things in life that come in your way that will maybe throw you off, and it keeps you from your passion, keeps you from what you truly want to achieve in life. And once you discover your purpose, do not, do not lean from that purpose. That's a good one. You hear that, Gary? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking as you're saying that. I was like, damn, what did I want to do when I was younger that I got derailed from? What, what, can you think of something? There's a lot that's <laughs> in my mind right now. But I think one thing is that I think you're going to make a lot of people want to quit their jobs. Uh, well. <laughs> I think, and that's a good thing because just hearing that you're going to leave being a PA, being a strength coach, both of those are such cool jobs that people strive to get. Like, it, how long did it take you to become a PA? Like, school oh, it was. Six years. It's a long time. Yeah. And then you even said you resonate more with being a strength coach than mm-hmm. a PA, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And I think that's just so cool to see that it doesn't have to be like, oh, I work this hard for this. This is what I have to do for the rest of my life. You can mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. And you can go back to the stuff that you wanted to do before you kind of got derailed mm-hmm. and, and got caught up in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. it sounds like you went back to home base. Like you realize, of, of course, you were helping everybody all the time in the ER. That's like emergency help right there. But, <laughs> yeah. but back to the beginning why, the beginning mm-hmm. of it all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. More people. And you know, with with that said, I'm not like saying like drop everything and go. Like I did it with a plan. I did it knowing like I wasn't going to be lucid with, you know, my finances of just like I'm gonna drop everything and figure it out. I'm like, I'm gonna set myself up and a few years from now I wanna be in this position to be able to sustain myself to do this, yeah. you know? And I think that is something really important. At least like how I approach it is let's be rational about it. So you know that you're not going to fail because people, some people that do that, they may figure it out, but they might have to go back to that job because they didn't have everything planned out. And it took me a while. I mean, I've been doing this for nine years. It took me nine years to get to where I am now. And I'm grateful for every year that I spent in the ER. I'm grateful for every, because it was just reconfirming my decision today. Yeah. Reconfirming every single time. And even last night, I did my last shift in the ER. And it's like, I saw that oh my gosh. Too. Yeah, it was my last shift. And even then was a confirmation because I literally, my last patient was a homeless lady. And I was on the ground and cleaning her feet in buckets of water. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to because reality of it is that's what we're dealing with in the ER it's a population that don't want to help themselves so they come to us and we have to be there and it's just very um, it's very draining for you as a healthcare provider and it's just like you want to help but at the same time if someone's not willing to help themselves how can you truly help them and that's something I always told myself when I started working in ER is how can I truly help someone if they don't even want to help themselves? They're just looking for handouts 24-7. Right. Yeah. And that's just the reality of it. Yeah. yeah. And now you get the opposite because anyone who comes to you is like, I want to get better. Yeah. So yep. that's mm-hmm. more of your zone of people that are mm-hmm. ready to go and you could just keep on empowering, empowering them. And yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. And I, and I think it's so important, too, that you said that you had a plan because there's so many mm-hmm. young coaches that mm-hmm. listen will be listening to this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you still have to be smart. Mm-hmm. And probably a lot of parents that will be also happy <laughs> of their younger children yeah. um, 
not making impulsive decisions, but mm -hmm. to have a plan and, and to do it right. And, and then you have the time to really be like, okay, this is really aligned with me, which mm -hmm. is important, so. Yeah, I mean, a decision like this can't be made overnight. <clears throat> it's something that you have to think about. You have to really have confirmation, and I had confirmation of all aspects of my life that this is the right decision, you know? And I think that's really important of not just going on the fly, but saying, you know what? Everything is aligning and pushing me to this direction. I'm almost like holding on of like, you know what? I gotta let go and just keep going because that's where the stream is leading me. So it's, and, and with that, you just have to say, all right, let's go, you know, I'm open and willing to embark on this journey. As scary as it is, it's exciting, but I'm also very scared. You know, I, I don't know what I'm, I know what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing, if that makes sense, yeah. you know? And, and I was like, you know what? But I trust in myself enough that I'll figure it out. I trust in myself enough that, you know, I will make this worth it. That's beautiful, thank mm -hmm. you. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where can everyone find you? Yeah, so I am most active on Instagram. So it's at S-C-I-A-C-C-I-A or S-Chacha, whatever you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> and then pretty much you'll get everything on there. And I'm starting to grow TikTok. Oh, people keep telling so me I should like do it. Do. <laughs> I know, I'm like oh, getting there. But, you know, running social media is just like a whole job consuming. within it's, it's so time consuming so my main like contact staple is instagram and even on there you have my email so you can email me and you can get all information about the course the new course is starting not new it is new but the second cohort is starting in may so i already have a waitlist open if so if you guys are interested go ahead and put your name on the waitlist because you'll get first dibs on the spots and everything so i'm um, super excited to get this going and i'm always open guys always feel free to reach out and ask me questions and send videos. I'm happy to do that and help as much as I can. Thanks, Sam. Mm -hmm. and, and thanks, like I said in the beginning, we're all on the same side of the fight right now of helping people feel stronger and empowered and better and, and realizing exactly what you said, like you can help yourself. You just mm -hmm. have to want to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thanks for, you know, doing the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate Thank you, you so having me. Of course. Bye, guys. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Reload's Move Without Limits podcast. I hope listening today has resonated with you, helped, and inspired you to take action. See the notes in the description for a rundown of the episode with all the important links. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share this with a friend and tag us on Instagram at reload.pt. We love feedback and would be so grateful if you could write a review. It really helps us out. For more information of our services and events, you can go to our website at www.reloadpt.com or find us on YouTube. Enjoy your day and talk soon.